I do hope in the few weeks that I gave myself off from podcasting that you took the recommendations that I have been providing you with in my Thursday morning email to listen to some of the previous 145 podcast episodes. Now, of course, if you don't get my Thursday morning email, use one of the links that goes with your podcast player and you can sign up. And that way you'll get a video, a reflection, a quick tip, and a couple of other bits and pieces that I've been sending out each week since December 2018. There's 840 something of them at this stage. Not quite sure the number. But here we are back. And to great applause from a number of people who have said to me, where is your latest podcast? Why am I not getting your latest podcast episodes? And my answer was, as I've just alluded to, that I was on a little break for a few weeks. Sure. If I did a podcast every week, week in, week out, wouldn't it become routine? And if it became routine, wouldn't it become habitual? And if it became habitual, wouldn't it encourage our normal crazy mind to play the tricks on us that it has been playing on us for all of our adult life up to the time we realized, oh, hold on, I can take control of my state of mind. I can take control of whether I am present in the moment or all over the place being battered and bruised by my thinking mind. I can take control as a result of that of the very essence of how I move my life forward. And in doing so, I become acquainted with the very essence of me. I want to start podcast episode number 146 by referring to a couple of emails that I received from people in the gap between this episode and the previous ones over the last few weeks. I got a, an email a couple of days ago saying, I miss your podcast. And I said to the girl in question, well, I've good news for you. We're getting going again almost straight away. And I got this incredible email back with dancers on it and balloons on it and basically saying isn't that absolutely wonderful I've missed your words of wisdom which I listen to every week now whether my words are wisdom or not is beside the point what matters is that we actually take time to lap up as much information as we can on how we can take control of that state of mind to which I referred a few minutes ago and how we can become present in the here and now. Because bear in mind, and this is a really important point, and this goes to the heart of everything that I've said in every single podcast and in every single video going back to 2018 and all Indeed, all the way back to when I started doing this with my clients in Ireland first in 1996. There are really only two pieces to the jigsaw of you creating the life that you would love to live. Number one, you need to turn up to it. it it's kind of obvious if you think about it. How are you going to live the life you'd love to live if you're not present, if you haven't turned up to it? Part two, the other piece of the jigsaw is that you need to know why you have turned up to your life. You see, people often talk about mindfulness 
or focus. And by the way, the definitions of mindfulness from the University of Massachusetts Medical School on the one hand, and focus from the Oxford English Dictionary on the other hand, are almost identical. They're all about paying attention to what you're doing in the here and now. The only rider that the University of Massachusetts adds to that definition is that I'm deliberately paying a, a, an unusual amount of conscious attention to the here and now, non-judgmentally. In other words, mindfulness and focus are now things. People often say to me, well, I will focus on my goals. You can't focus on your goals. The goals are things that you've set for yourself that are off out in the future. What you have to do is focus on what you are doing now, how you are doing it, and whether or not what you're doing is appropriate to move you towards your goals. You see, that's the second part of the jigsaw. I know why I've turned up because I have goals in mind. Now, I don't have goals top of mind because if I had goals top of mind, I'd be thinking about my goals off in the future. I need to stop thinking and I need to start being and I need to start doing. That goes back to the first piece of the jigsaw. So the two pieces are, number one, I turn up to my life. And number two, I know why I have turned up to my life because I have my goals deeply appreciated by my subconscious mind. We know how to do that from previous episodes. We set our mind to what I call perfect moments. We give our mind what psychology would call psychological snapshots. So I turn up to my life in the here and now. And I turn up to my life knowing why I've turned up to my life. And that will guide me in relation to whether I am doing the right thing or whether I am straying into the madness of doing the wrong thing. Now, we know that normal, crazy people, and that is not some derogatory phrase that I've come up with over the years. Normal, crazy people are crazy because they're not in control of their own state of mind. And according to research going back to the 50s and 60s, and more pertinently, according to research in the field of neuroscience over the last 20 years, over 90% of people, and the figure is as high as 96% of people are normal crazy. Are you one of the 4%? Now, that's one of the things that I'm going to explore in this particular episode. But let me come back to the email that I got from this particular girl a couple of days ago. She said, I miss your words of wisdom because over the last two and a half years, you have changed my life. Now, I actually said to her, that's not true. I am the guy with the signposts. I provide you with the signposts. You take the journey. So that begs the question, will this podcast change your life? And the answer is, of course, no. You change your own life. Now, I've said this to this particular lady before. I've actually said it live on Zoom because she's an online program owner. I've said to her, I'm not the guy who changed your life. You did this yourself. As I said a moment ago, I'm just the guy with the signposts. You take the journey. You are the adventurer. Now, I'm going to repeat the story of this particular girl. 
I know I have told it possibly more than once before, but it bears repeating. Because I met this particular girl two and a half years ago when she became an online program owner. And she was sitting in a chair in this particular sitting room in this beautiful house. And she was despondent, I think is the best word for it. Obviously, I'm not going to go into the details, but she was despondent. She had all kinds of problems, but particularly problems related to her personal life. As I said, I'm not going to go into the details. About two years later, on a live Zoom with online program owners on a Wednesday evening, sitting in the same chair, in the same room, in the same house, obviously, she said to the gathered program owners, she said, if anybody had told me two years ago that two years from now you will be sitting in exactly the same chair, in exactly the same room, but your life will have changed beyond recognition and you will be experiencing peace of mind. Indeed, I think she might have used the word bliss. I would have paid them 10 million euros. Now, as I replied at the time, uh, I obviously undercharge for what I do. But the point I want to make from that is that you don't have to move from Dublin to the French Alps, as we did in 2002. You don't have to move from Dublin to New Zealand, as one of my programme owners did many years ago. You don't have to get up and completely disassemble your life as it is and create a different life somewhere else. You create your life on the basis of what's going on between your own two ears. And what is going on between your own two ears outpictures into what you consider to be the reality of your life. Now, for normal people using their mind normally, their version of reality it doesn't even bear a passing resemblance to the reality of the world in which we live. They don't understand, for example, that we are pure energy moving in a universe of pure flowing energy. They think that they are unworthy, they are undeserving. We've covered all these things before. They think that they are frustrated, annoyed, anxious, and stressed. We've covered all that before as well. And we know that all of that stuff comes from thought. It doesn't come from what's going on outside. It comes from what is going on inside that little head of yours. We know that all this stuff doesn't exist, in other words. All of these things, frustration, annoyance, anger, stress, worry, these are all like beauty. They are in the eye or in the mind of the beholder. They bear no relation to the reality of what is going on in the present moment. What is going on in the present moment? Well, first of all, your life. And as we said a few minutes ago, if you have not turned up to the present moment, your life is passing you by. And worse than that, you don't even know that your life is passing you by. Consider, consider the terrible dilemma in which normal crazy people don't even find themselves because they don't know they're in this dilemma. They're worried about stuff. They're forcing issues in their lives. They're trying to push a boulder up a hill. They are trying to achieve change in their life. And they're doing all this through a fog of thought, 
as a result of which they can't even see where they are, never mind where they're going. So they have fallen down on both pieces of the jigsaw and they don't even know any of that is going on. I had an interesting conversation with a client a few weeks ago who was saying to me that his mind is racing when he wakes up every morning. And he would have thought at this stage, because I've known this guy for eight or nine years, that at this stage his mind wouldn't be racing anymore. I said two things to him. I said, number one, consider how blessed you are that you are aware that your mind is racing. I said, because 96% of people's minds are racing and they don't know it. The second point I made to him was that the more aware we become, the more we demand of ourselves, the harder we are on ourselves. Because we know that our life is in our own hands. And we know that all we have to do is turn up to the here and now, in every now, which I'm going to come on to in a moment, in every now to ensure that we live a life that is carefree. So worry, stress, anxiety and frustration all gone out the window. And where all the things that I need to do and happen for me fall into place effortlessly. Now, effortlessly is a really interesting word isn't it? Because we've covered that before as well. People often say to me, oh, it feels like something just happened, or it feels like my new job fell into my lap. You'll be familiar with some of the stories that we've talked about with regard to online program owners and clients before, where they were looking for their dream job, and they were trying to get their dream job, and they were pushing that boulder up the hill that I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, and nothing was happening. And then when they got to a point where, and this is a quote, but beyond caring, the dream job fell into their lap. So that's the second thing that's going on in the here and now. The first one that I mentioned a minute ago was, kind of obviously, your life is going on in the here and now. The second thing that is happening in the here and now is that there are opportunities flooding across your path as you flow forward, if you turn up to the here and now. In other words, we are swimming in a sea of opportunity. As somebody said to me a couple of years ago, before I opened my eyes, I was drowning. Now I realize that I was actually drowning in a sea of opportunity. Now that I have become aware of the opportunities that are flowing and floating around me all of the time, I can grasp those opportunities that are appropriate to me, come back to that in a moment as well, and I can move forward effortlessly because my eyes are open because I am aware. Now, obviously, not every opportunity in that sea that you're swimming in is an opportunity that will move you forward. And that is why the second piece of the two-piece jigsaw that I mentioned earlier on is oh so very important. You need to know the direction in which you want your life to go. When you know that, and when it has been installed in your subconscious mind as a psychological snapshot, which I referred earlier on, then your subconscious mind will evaluate whether an opportunity that crosses your path or comes across you in the sea is an opportunity for you or an opportunity for somebody else. Research has been done very recently in relation to synchronicity. Now, synchronicity effectively is the occurrence of an opportunity that will lead you forward. 
as we said a moment ago, opportunities are floating around us all of the time. We evaluate whether an opportunity is or is not a synchronicity based on the direction which we want our life to go. In other words, it is our own way of seeing things that makes an opportunity a synchronicity. Now, synchronicity is what normal crazy people call blind chance, dumb luck, or pure luck, a coincidence, something that just happened. No, nothing just happens. Everything happens in the flow of universal energy. People who are not in that flow will, on the odd occasion, pick up on a dumb luck or coincidental event that they think is one of those things when it is, in fact, a coincidence. But for those of us who are in flow, those of us who are in the here and now, those of us who are present and know why we're present, we can evaluate. It's the second time I've used that word using our subconscious mind, whether that opportunity is or is not a synchronicity for us. Our subconscious mind evaluates these things in a very different way to the way in which our thinking mind operates using a process known as cognitive appraisal. Uh, we've talked about cognitive appraisal before, and I'm not going to bother talking about it here today, because what cognitive appraisal does is it removes you further and ever further from the reality of the here and now, because it is fueled by our thinking mind. And as we know from previous conversations, our thinking mind fires 70,000 thoughts across our consciousness and subconsciousness every day. And they're not random thoughts. They may occur randomly and appear to be random thoughts, but they're the same, largely the same, 70,000 thoughts that you've been thinking every day of your adult life. Isn't that appalling? Oh, isn't that appalling? Wake up, wake up. Tune in to the here and now. This is where your life is. This is where synchronicities are. This is where you can do what you need to do to get you effortlessly to where you want to go. This is where you experience what the University of Chicago has for many years called flow. Got a second email. Actually, you got loads of emails, but I got a second email from someone in the last week in relation to flow. Now, this is somebody who is a very recent online program owner. I think you only joined up in the last three or four months, I would say. Now, some people, when they're only three or four months into what most program owners call this process, will say, oh, I'm still a newbie. I'm still only a beginner. And that is not the case, because as we know from research going back the last 15 years at this stage, once you have been doing what it takes to turn yourself on every morning, in other words, once you have been meditating every morning for eight weeks, the structure of your brain has already changed. Now, that means that you have, as I said to online program owners on Zoom a couple of Wednesdays ago, that means you've already made that evolutionary quantum leap. You may not be experiencing the results in your life yet because you're only getting used to using your mind in this new way. And your old way of operating, your thinking mind, will still be there attempting to trip you up. And that's why I said right at the beginning of today's episode, if I was doing this every week, and I had been doing it every week, by the way, for 145 weeks in a row, that's why I took a break. If I was doing it every week, it would become routine. And once it became routine, it would become habitual. And what does that do? It encourages 
the thinking mind to mess with our heads even more. You can't give the squatter in your brain an inch because the squatter in your brain will take the proverbial mile. What we need to do is stay clean. We need to stay pristine. But as I said a minute ago, after you've been meditating for eight weeks, you've already made that quantum leap. Now, let me come back to the email that I got from the individual who is a relatively new online program owner. He isn't taking the view that he's a newbie. He is actually opening his arms to all the possibilities. And the email I got from him was to the effect that he's deeply involved in the development of a new business idea at the moment. It's not an idea anymore. It's actually being put in place. And he said, I'm living my life in flow. He said, everything seems to be falling into place for me and I'm not really trying. Now, how different is that from pushing the boulder up a hill that we talked about a few minutes ago? How different is that from the normal crazy way of trying to change your life? He said, I'm not really trying. He said, everything is just falling into place for me. It's effortless. This is the effortlessness that we were talking about a few minutes ago, which, by the way, has been scientifically proven as a scientific fact by neuroscientific research in 2017 and 2018. He said, when I met you first, he said, I kind of understood from the initial parts of the online program that one can experience flow. And flow, by the way, is what athletes would call being in the zone. In other words, I'm just there. Now, that relates to the first part of the two-piece jigsaw that I mentioned a few minutes ago. I'm just here. I'm present. I'm completely present and alert to what is going on, as a result of which I am completely and effortlessly able to do just what I need to do in this moment that'll lead me in the direction that I want my life to go. He said, I understood that we can experience flow from time to time. He said, what I didn't realize, even though you said it to me at the time, was that you can experience flow most of the time every day. He said, and now I'm experiencing flow most of the time every day. And he said, it's like a snowball. The whole thing keeps moving forward and it's moving forward effortlessly. So here we are. Episode number 146 in many respects could be a call to go back to basics, to go back to what we have been talking about over the preceding 145 episodes, what I've been talking about for nearly 28 years at this stage. You need to turn up to your life and you need to know why you have turned up to your life and you need to turn up to your life again and again and again. Because if your life is lived now, it's also lived now. And it's also lived now. It's lived in moments one moment at a time. And that means that we need to make the choice to be present one now at a time. Now, if you've been living a normal, crazy life, 
for all of your adult life. And by that, I mean from the age of about 12 or 13 on, when we know from psychology and neuroscience that the brain literally closes down and we learn nothing new about ourselves or our world after 13 years of age. All we do is exist on the basis of what we learned when we were young and impressionable. And of course, that's not living life at all. But if you have been living a normal, crazy life up to now, you can't just say to yourself, oh, I'm going to be present, because you don't even know what it's like to be present. And that is where meditation comes in. Meditation enables us to develop the mental muscles to experience what it is like to be present. Let me put it in plainer English, to feel what it's like to be present. You'll feel it in your body. You'll feel it in your fingers. You'll feel it in your toes. And I'm not going to break into song here, but you will feel it in those parts of your body that I've just mentioned, particularly because that's where the energy meridians in the body generally terminate. They don't all terminate there, but there is a preponderance of terminals in those parts of the bodies. Now, people will say to me, ah, hold on, the energy meridians, is that something to do with acupuncture or ancient so-called wisdom or nonsense like that? Uh, yes, on the one hand, but no, on the other hand, because research from the University of Seoul in South Korea uh, last year discovered that the energy meridians in the body are in fact the primovascular system. It sits alongside what we know as the cardiovascular system. It is how your energy moves around your body. Now, if you are or have been living a normal crazy life up to now, your energy isn't moving around your body properly at all. It's been blocked, it's been blocked here or there as a result of thought. Healthy mind, healthy body, not the other way around. Healthy mind, healthy body. We will talk about that in another episode. If your mind is ill at ease, you're going to block the flow of your energy and your body will suffer from dis-ease. And that is not some fanciful, you know, sound good phrase that I've just come up with. There's decades of research in relation to how, for example, stress, a mind that is ill at ease, will lead to cardiovascular illness and premature death. How a mind that is stressed, in other words, a mind that is ill at ease, is fertile ground for the growth of cancer cells in the body. This, this is scientific stuff. There's nothing, by the way, that I've said in the last 25 minutes or so that isn't backed up by in some cases, I suppose, almost mind-bending science, in particular when you come to exploring how science is looking at the energy of the universe and the energy of ourselves and how our energies interplay. A whole other day's conversation there. The point I'm making is that we need to get back to basics. And you need to get back to basics every morning. You need to start every day with an appropriate and proper meditation. Because as I said a minute ago, if you've been living a normal, crazy life up to now, you can't just say to yourself, oh, I'm going to be present. Because as I said, you don't know what it feels like to be present. Meditation will enable you feel what it's like to be present. And once you feel what it's like to be present, everything effortlessly begins to change. You see, 
I could have spent the last 20 or 30 minutes talking about pure science. I could have talked about the actual research papers to which I have alluded in the course of the last few minutes. But the science means nothing. It's the experience that means everything. And through that experience, it is the results that we achieve that mean most to us in our lives, because not only do they move us forward towards the life that we would love to live, they encourage us to move ever further forward beyond what our thinking minds could ever imagine as what our lives could be. So, very simple message. It's the same message from the last 145 episodes, actually. Very simple message. When you get up every morning, meditate. Meditate properly. We'll talk about meditating properly in the next episode, actually. What you need to do is ensure that before your day gets going, in other words, you don't do it at exactly the same time every day or exactly the same order with your other routines every morning, because then it would become routine, then it would become habitual, then it would encourage the thinking mind to take that mile that we talked about earlier on. But before your day gets going every day, you need to meditate properly. End of episode.